Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Alrighty. Hello. Hey there. Welcome everybody to this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. Um, Today's episode was going to be about another one of God's promises. And um, then I just really wanted to do something different. Um, This is episode 27. And uh, I'm recording it on May 20th of 2020. So yesterday, Tuesday, May 19th, I got a text from my son that Ravi Zacharias had gone home to be with the Lord following a bout with cancer, and it was not a very long bout with cancer. I think he was diagnosed in March, early March, um, you know, earlier last, well, late last year and earlier this year, he had a back surgery and the recovery was just brutal. And so he's been on my mind and my heart, prayed for him a lot throughout this recovery uh, from surgery. And then of course, with his diagnosis of cancer, um, and if you don't know, uh, my son attended Wheaton College and one of his floor mates, so like um, in one of his dorms, a Fisher dorm, there's like a male and sister halls, like it's not co-ed dorms, but like a floor mate, so same floor, but the female wing was Ravi's daughter. And uh, and so, um, and of course, Ravi spoke at Wheaton regularly, and my son has often said that that probably was the absolute high point of his time at Wheaton. It was just, it made an impact on him. And Ravi's ministry, of course, made an impact on on me, uh, youth ministry, but also personally on me. So, um, yeah, it's just not really reeling from it because I'm so thankful that he is with the Lord and receiving his reward now in full, his well done, good and faithful servant. Um, but just kind of like a, what a strange world we're living in now as believers without, um, you know, this, this mighty figure who, who showed us how to share Christ with those who don't know Christ and who have real questions, who showed us how to be a middle-aged and then an older man still really doing a great job of relating to young college students, sharing the truth while making them know they are so totally loved and that there are no wrong questions. He's one of the few people who really actually lived out the reality that there are no wrong questions. Usually when people say that, there are no dumb questions, there are no wrong questions, they don't really mean it. He meant it. So I just think, um, you know, I'm processing the fact that a man with Ravi's, um, oh gosh, his stage presence, I mean, uh, he was very gifted for what he was called to do, his work ethic, um, not just a hard worker, but like kingdom work. He had a work ethic for kingdom work that is unmarked, unparalleled, I think, in our era. Uh, He was slowed down so much, first by that back surgery, and then that post-op, then the recovery, and then um, his cancer, of course, that uh, he just, it's just incredible 
how much work he did over the course of his life at RZIM, Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, and, uh, uh, and, and all the other work he did in addition to that. He made such an impact. It's really just, I don't know, am I the only one that feels like it's odd to think of him not speaking, not writing, not just loving young people, college campuses everywhere were impacted profoundly by him. Um, Wow, he was just the best at that. He was the best at that. For a man with so much wisdom and so much intellectual prowess. Now, listen, you can have wisdom and you can have intellectual prowess. You can have one without the other. And he had both and he had them in spades and buckets. For him to be able to live so well and to love so well. You know how rare it is for somebody to have wisdom and intellectual prowess and be able to love well? Wow. Super, super rare. Think about that for a second. It's enormously rare to have that kind of a mind and to be so humble and have so little arrogance. I just, um, he will be absolutely missed. And I hope that people are watching his videos and buying his books and people that maybe have not known about him, that it would be a whole new audience for him. And for those who are, um, who are seeking, who are maybe of that young college age, if you need to recommend something to someone, oh man, something from Ravi, something from Ravi would be great because he doesn't, um, he's so, he was so smart and he never spoke down to anybody. And that is just a treasure. What a gift he had. What a gift he had. So um, I think what I felt led to do today was just to kind of talk about some things that were unique to his life and maybe encourage somebody out there who has a sense of a, of a call that might seem different, that might seem not the norm, and they might be a little bit hesitant, but we can look at his life and say, I can step into my calling fully because he's a great example of what it means to live well and to love well, to be um, fully yielded to the call of God and not give in to the fear of man, which is always a snare, but to just do the thing that God has called you to do, even if nobody had done it before, because his was a very unique ministry that really, yeah, we've had apologists, apologetics have been around, but his was a very unique bent and um, he stepped into it, even though maybe it didn't make a lot of sense to him or to others around him. So, um, and I don't know that for sure, but I do know that he had to make a decision at some point. Am I going to keep doing what I'm doing or am I going to go do this new type of apologetic ministry to hit head on and answer any and all questions that are pulling people away from desiring a relationship with Jesus and Christianity singularly over, you know, all roads lead to God, that kind of stuff. So, and he did it well. He did it well. He remained true to his belief about who Jesus is with such amazing humility in the midst of, um, questioning and grilling sometimes from audience members. He just stayed true to Jesus and kept loving. And it's just really super cool to think about. So, um, and you know, all all roads don't lead to heaven. If you believe that, I challenge you to um, just Google a video on Ravi Zacharias and the gospel or the singularity of Christianity or um, something like that. And you will be amazed at his answers. And hopefully it will spur you on to start thinking about how you just cannot have all and one. 
both at the same time. It doesn't work that way. Okay, I'm gonna let you think about that while I keep moving forward. And at the end of this, I'm going to share some Ravi quotes. Um, And I'm sorry, I don't sound like my normal peppy self. I'm a little somber today. I just am just kind of floored by, wow, I almost sort of feel like we've taken such a loss, you know, in this world to not have Ravi in it anymore. And we have, and that's really true. He was um, someone who was mightily used by God. And it would be like, um, you know, Elijah, you know, being going home to be with the Lord there or Moses. It's really like, whoo, okay, we don't have him here now. So sorry if I sound heavy. I'm trying not to, but um, I also know it's okay to feel those things. It's wise. It's wise to feel those things. Okay, so all roads don't lead to heaven. Please, please look into that if you believe that. Ravi is going to be terribly missed. Uh, I am struck by by um, this world that we're living in right now. How having someone like Ravi doing what he was doing in dark days and then having him not here, it feels like the days we are rolling into might be even darker. Now, that may not be true, but it might be. It certainly might be. We know that the sands of time are beginning to run out. Things are changing. This world is transitioning. And it's it's right to acknowledge that and not to stick our head in the sand and pretend like things aren't changing, like things aren't getting heavier. And we're getting closer to Jesus' return. That's really great for us who are believers. Um, And we need to remember that in the midst of what we see happening, what's on the horizon and what's coming is ultimately good for us. But boy, we want as many people in the kingdom as we can possibly help to get there. So he was faithful. Ravi was faithful to live his life the way that God called him to live it. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that he is not struggling anymore. I'm grateful that his pain has ceased. I'm grateful that he's receiving his reward. And I'm grateful for everything that he did while he was here. And I'm praying for his family because a loss like this is profound. I'm hoping that today's podcast is going to just be a little bit of a boon of encouragement, even though I sound like a Debbie Downer, and that we can kind of reflect on his life that was so well lived because don't we all want to live well? Don't we all want to cross the finish line and say, I lived a good life? Uh, let it propel us sort of to to live with our face set like flint, that we would have a kingdom focus one day at a time, because that's how kingdom work gets done. Not when it's too big for us to see the whole picture and it seems so large and it's overwhelming and not when it's down the road. Yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. But one day at a time, this day right now just living our lives to have a kingdom mindset and a kingdom focus. It's kind of what I'm hoping we can think about as we reflect on Ravi's life today. Okay. Now, in the kingdom, we tend to look at people like Ravi and think, oh my gosh, he was a giant in the faith. And of course he was. Um, But some of the steps he took day by day were small. They weren't all large. You know, he wrote his books in increments. He um, built his ministry or God built it for him bit by bit by bit. He prepared him in advance through his unique circumstances to be the voice that he was going to be for our generation for this time in this season of history on this planet, one day at a time. It's okay for us to live our lives one day at a time and in small steps. We don't have to always be wondering when the next big thing is going to be. Can we just kind of, um, can we just kind of be brave enough and bold enough to make, if we need to, some changes and get about a kingdom focus, to get about kingdom work, 
to be less distracted. Maybe just start today. Put your phone down, put it in another room, be a little less distracted, to lean in a little more, to listen to the Holy Spirit, to kind of try to hear what he has to say. Um, Because he has something to say. What's he saying to you today? What's he been saying to you? What does he ask you to do, to try, to believe him for? And you've been just hesitant or putting it off or too busy and too distracted. Is there anything like that in your life that you need to kind of reevaluate and to give over to the Lord and say, maybe even repent and say, I'm sorry, I haven't obeyed. I want to obey. I want to obey. So Ravi had this, um, had this inner sense that the church should address young people's kind of turning away in a mass exodus from Christianity. He was willing to address their questions that people, you know, young people especially had. And, and everybody has questions, if you're honest. Like, so, I, I mean, Ravi was willing to say, God, what's happening in this world? What are you trying to do in the midst of what's happening in this world? The way that people are thinking, what people are believing, the way times are changing. He didn't stay stuck in the old ways. I mean, he was in his 70s right? When he went home to be with the Lord yesterday. So it's not like he was, um, say, well, I'm going to live like a 70 year old and think like a 70 year old. He was willing to see things as they are, as they're changing and progressing and moving forward and not always in good ways. And to say, Lord, what do you want to do in this? And uh, go ahead and use me. Here I am, Lord, send me. That's a good attitude to have. When we look around the globe and we see the world, just a mess and hurting, we can have that same attitude. We can have an attitude that says, I don't have to be afraid of people having questions about life, about religion, about Jesus specifically, about heaven and hell, uh, about the Bible, about what about other world religions? Um, what about even, uh, gosh, envy and anger and uh, forgiveness and uh, sometimes people have experienced real downfalls in the church and hypocrites and um abuse being used and taken advantage of. They've seen their parents worn out and spread thin and uh, kind of tore up from the floor up by the church. We can talk about those things. It's okay. People have real questions. We don't have to pretend. We don't need to pretty it up. We can say, Lord, what do you want to do here? What do you want to do here? And can I be a part of that? Um, I'm asking you to let me be a part of that. Uh, Peter, when he prayed, he said, Lord, command me to come to you when Jesus was walking on the water. Peter said, command me to come to you, and I will. And Jesus said, come. Isn't that interesting? Jesus didn't say to Peter, Peter, I need you to ask me if you can come out here. Peter, I need you to pray about this. Peter, I need you to pray that I would give you a vision and then pray for me to fulfill the vision. No, that's not what happened. Peter said, Lord, you command me to come, and I will. And and Jesus responded. He said, come. So uh, what can you pray like that? What big prayer can you pray like that right now? Maybe just to say, Lord, command me to blank, fill in the blank, and see if he doesn't say come, right? I mean, it's um, you maybe haven't heard that before, but I mean, it's right there in God's word. And I'll find the reference and put that in the show notes. Obviously, it's in more than one of the Gospels, Peter walking on the water and Jesus walking on the water. But this is incredible stuff to think about. You can say that to him. You can you can say, I want to do that. I want to be a part of that. Hey, Lord, command me and, and it'll happen. And it will. God is the same yesterday and today and forever. And so we can pray the way that Peter prayed and expect to be answered 
because God's good and he wants people in the kingdom and he wants his children to be willing to want people in the kingdom as much as he does. So of course he'll answer that prayer. Okay, so most likely our call to action, so to speak, or whatever it is that we're going to be doing in God's kingdom and God's work here on earth, it probably won't won't be as massive as the work that Ravi Zacharias had. You're probably not going to be talking to stadiums full of people and writing boatloads of books. Um, And that's okay. I mean, he had a huge ministry field and God doesn't give that to everybody because that's a tough calling. That's a tough calling. It really is. Um, You know, any type of extreme popularity or fame, it's a tough, tough calling. So he probably won't call us all to that. He might. Now he might, but he might not. And it's okay. Uh, Is there not stuff God still wants accomplished in the smaller scale? Is it possible to kind of stand on Ravi's shoulders and reach for what really matters? Because that's all he was doing, reaching for what really mattered. Can we stand on his shoulders and say, Lord, this is, this is where he left off. I want to reach toward what really matters. And I want to start with the people who've gone before me. Look, as a parent, um, my husband and I as parents, we have often said to our children uh, that there is 0% interest in our minds of us somehow being more established or more successful than them or worry about them surpassing us or being better than us. From the time they were little, we said, you learn from all our foibles and our follies and our mistakes, our our bumblings and our stumblings, and also learn from our successes and our growth. And then you, you stand on our shoulders. You know, I mean, I'm going to lock my fingers and put my hand down my hands and say, step there. And then I'm going to lift and say, now step on my leg and now I'm going to boost you up. And with that one foot, take it out of my hand and step on my shoulders. And then I'm going to balance you right here, grabbing a hold by your knees are, and I'm going to shove you up and stand on my shoulders and then do it again and do it again and do it again. It doesn't matter if I get a little bit squashed down, uh, beat up, bruised. We want our children to stand on our shoulders and go so far, so far, so far to be everything God has for them to be, to, um, not only learn from their own mistakes, learn from my mistakes. That's wisdom. If they can look at their parents and say, our parents want us to see where they really jacked it all up and struggled and learn from their mistakes. Don't repeat them. Learn from them if you can, and then go farther. I I think we can do that regarding Ravi. Say, Lord, we want to stand on his shoulders and we want to reach toward what really matters most. And that's God's kingdom. So I'm going to read some quotes from Ravi right now. Um, And it's not because I'm trying to like push and shove or manipulate into anybody into works-based mentality, because listen, that is a dead end road. If, if you are hearing me through maybe um, the lens, filtering this through the lens of, oh, great, this is something I have to do. um, Unhear that. That's not true. I don't believe in a works-based mentality personally, because it has worn me out and drug me down and it doesn't work. It didn't work before I was saved. It didn't work after I was saved. It's grace, right? Okay, so this is not about work. So I'm not reading anything here or talking about Ravi's work ethic and things to push anybody into working harder. No, seriously, that is a dead, dead, dead end road. Uh, And not only do I not want to walk that road, I surely absolutely do not want to put anybody else on a path that is just horrendous. And legalism and works-based religion 
those it, that's like the most horrendous thing in the whole wide world. So what I'm sharing these these words of Robbie's for the purpose is to just point to Jesus because that's the only place that's worth turning toward anyway, right? So I'm going to say some things, some quotes, and then I'm going to come back and wrap it up. All right, so here's the first quote I wanted to share. Ravi said this, we have a right to believe whatever we want, but not everything we believe is right. Is that not true? That's amazingly true. We do have the right to believe whatever we want, but not everything we believe is right. Here's another quote. Teaching at best beckons us to morality, but it is not in itself efficacious. Teaching is like a mirror. It can show you if your face is dirty, but the mirror will not wash your face. Here's one about the Samaritan woman when Jesus spoke to her. Uh, The Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman grasped what he said, what Jesus said with fervor that came from an awareness of her real need. The Samaritan woman grasped what Jesus said with fervor that came from an awareness of her real need. The transaction was fascinating. She has come with a bucket. He sent her back with a spring of living water. She had come as a reject. He sent her back being accepted by God himself. She came wounded. He sent her back whole. She came laden with questions. He sent her back as a source for answers. Hello. Love that one. She came living a life of quiet desperation. She ran back overflowing with hope. The disciples missed it all. It was lunchtime for them. Wow. Okay. A couple things I want to just say again and let you let you think about because this might be a word for you, a word for you. She came wounded and he sent her back whole. If you're wounded, go to Jesus and let him do his healing work. She came laden with questions. He sent her back as a source for answers. Bring your questions to Jesus. You have no idea who God might turn you toward to just kind of, he'll answer your questions and he'll bless you and he'll fill you up uh, by the power of his Holy Spirit, turn you around, point you in some direction And he may well make you a source of answers for other people who have questions who need to be drawn to Jesus. She came living a life of quiet desperation. Anybody living a life of quiet desperation today? Anybody? She ran back overflowing with hope. The word of God says hope does not disappoint. If you need hope, take your life of quiet desperation, run to Jesus and expect to return back on whatever road he sends you out on because he doesn't give to you just for you to hold on to. He gives to you to pour it out. Rivers of living water are supposed to be flowing out of us, right? She ran back overflowing with hope. The disciples missed it all. It was lunchtime for them. Listen, God's speaking to you. If he's calling you, don't go take a siesta after this podcast. Don't go take a lunch break. You go spend some time with Jesus. Seriously, don't miss it. Don't miss it. It's too easy to miss. And they would have not missed that for all the world because that town was changed and totally transformed. Incredible. Incredible. And it all could have been missed. It all could have been missed so easily. Nobody was there to see it. Isn't that super cool? That's awesome. So, okay, don't miss it. Here's another quote. You'll never get to a person's soul until you understand their hurts. Sometimes in ministry, it's really easy to have seen so much and lived so long that you just kind of become hard. Um, you know how it is when you're really in a position of you just like you're really hurting over something. You might be in mourning as grief and uh, the people that are kind of your spiritual leaders, they just sort of look at you as you stand there crying and they're just like stone cold. No hug, 
no card comes in the mail, you're just kind of left on your own. Listen, those people don't get to your soul. They don't help you. When you have the opportunity, and you will, just pause and listen to their hurt, understand their hurt, and then do what the Lord tells you to do. Don't try to go after getting a hold of their soul if you don't care about their hurts. It will not work. Here's another quote. What you applaud, you encourage, but beware what you celebrate. Yeah, just maybe have a little bit more litmus test in life. Slow it down a little bit. Slow that roll, Karen. You know, slow it down a little bit and just, um, what are you celebrating? Really look at it first before you celebrate it, because whatever you applaud, you encourage. Um, I even go so far as to say, I will not like, um, I don't say amen, just because somebody says, everybody say amen. I'm not going to give my amen, my yes, let it be, let it be so in Jesus name. It's what amen means. I'm not going to give my amen lightly. And because someone tells me to say amen, that's not a good reason to say amen. So watch that one right there, right? Really, seriously, what you applaud, you encourage. Don't put your stamp of approval on on everything. Don't even sit and nod your head as if you're in total agreement to stuff. If you haven't really thought about it to say, hmm, is that true per the word of God? Huh, before I totally go all in in agreement and applaud this and encourage it, uh, just beware, beware what you celebrate. All right, here's another one. I remember the time an older man asked me when I was young, do you know what you're doing now? I thought it was some kind of trick question. Tell me, I said. You are building your memories, he replied, so make them good ones. If you're a young person, if you're a middle-aged person, even if you're an old person, you're not dead yet if you're listening to this, so um, you're building your memories. Make them good ones. Make that choice. This quote says, there is no greater discovery than seeing God as the author of your destiny. If you have not discovered yet that God is the author of your destiny, please pray about that today. Like right now, even pause this podcast. The rest of this is not all that important compared to you knowing that God is the author of your destiny. And then there's a period. There's no question mark. There's no comma there. He's the author of your destiny, period. Discover that. Pray to discover that. This quote says, I do not believe that one can earnestly seek and find the priceless treasure of God's call without a devout prayer life. That is where God speaks. The purpose of prayer and of God's call in your life is not to make you number one in the world's eyes, but to make him, God, number one in your life. We must be willing to be outshone while shining for God. We hear very little about being smaller in our own self-estimate. Really wonderful, wise words there. I love those those words from Ravi. Okay, two more quotes, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Um, beginning well is a momentary thing. Finishing well is a lifelong thing. How awesome is that? I love that. Beginning well, beginning well is a momentary thing. Finishing well is a lifelong thing. Can you spend the rest of your life working to finish well? You absolutely can by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I encourage you to do that, to start doing that today. Today is day one of you finishing your life well. Last quote, often one sees a call only in retrospect. This too is God's design. God often reinforces our faith after we trust him, not before. Okay, you may not see your call until you look back in retrospect. That's okay. That's okay. Turn in and, and turn into Jesus on this one. Like really, if you're seeking a call, just just give over to him. Turn in toward him instead of away from him and say, Jesus, it's okay if I don't see my call until I'm looking back in retrospect. That's okay. Jesus, it's okay. It's okay for you to reinforce my faith after I trust you and not before. 
I'm good with that. So what can we draw from Ravi's words more than what the little bits that I shared? I hope you pray about it. I hope you think about these things. I hope you just pick out maybe one of these quotes and say, Lord, do you have anything to say to me through this today? Um, Listen, life has meaning. There's purpose and value. It's worth living all because of Jesus and only because of Jesus. That's, it's not just about finding God's will for our life, okay? That's not what living for Jesus is all about. That's, um, sometimes that can actually be pretty selfish, okay? I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out there. This life that we live is more than about just finding what God's will is. It's about more than um, just today I want to hear from God, today I want an answer. There's a lengthiness. There's a lengthiness that is tantamount to our successful living as Christ's disciples. And that lengthiness, it's so important. It's so important. There's, this is no short-term, um, you know, dilly-dally around road. This is not short-term. It's not. He allows our lives to be lived by his gracious hand. He allows us to minister by his gracious hand. It's not down the road. I'll get to that. But today, today, today is the day. Today is the day. Okay, so are you willing to say, Lord, show me how to live a lengthiness-minded life, that I need to be living today thinking about the end of my life, that I need to be living today thinking about, am I going to get the well-done, good and faithful servant? Am I going to hear those words from you, Jesus? Am I going to hear those? We need to live understanding that life is short, but also to be able to step into eternity well. So we also have to live our short lives with an attitude of lengthiness. In order to step into eternity well, we need to live our short lives with an attitude of lengthiness. Can we just draw in a deep breath? You know, maybe bend our knees in loving submission, lean in, And seek the answer to the question, how can I best love you today, Jesus? How can I do that? Take my very life this very day and make of it whatever you will. And then just see where that prayer leads. All right. Um, Lord bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll be back next time with um, the next episode in the Promises of God, which is a good one. It's super exciting and encouraging one. I have it written, but obviously I went this route instead. Um, would you please pray for Ravi Zacharias's family? Uh, he has two daughters and a son, um, just, you know, his wife, Margie, just pray for them, please. And um, you can consider a donation to Ravi Zacharias Ministries, um, RZIM, I think it's rzim.org. Uh, you might consider a donation there because it really is an important ministry. And you know that the hits on that website are going to be going up in the next few days as people who maybe don't know a lot about his ministry. Christians might be hearing of him for the first time. Unbelievers are going to see some things and go, wow, they're going to see some video snippets. Everybody's got friends on social media that don't know the Lord. You share a little clip, they might be intrigued. Um, This is a ministry that needs our funding right now is really what I'm saying. So consider a donation. And then I also want to leave you with um, today in my reading time, I read Hebrews 4. Um, again, like I've said many times, I don't, I don't, um, I read what the Lord tells me to read. So this was pre-planned. And then here I am talking about something that totally fits with Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4, that chapter is titled, The Believer's Rest in most, most Bibles. The Believer's Rest. For we who believe enter the rest that God has for us. For we who believe enter the rest that God has for us. Ravi, enjoy your rest. Enjoy your rest. And, you know, hashtag, hashtag thank you, Ravi has been on Instagram lately. Thank you, Ravi. 
Lord bless and may we just run forward and stand on his shoulders. Okay, I'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.